Do you have a story that can inspire others? Do you know someone who does? Do you have a life journey that others can relate to? Maybe you've conquered a personal, professional, or physical obstacle. No story is too big or too small. Others want to be inspired by you. The Taryn Lamp Show. Each episode, we will talk to everyday people just like you with amazing stories. Everyone has a story to share. This show is about positivity and love. Listen and learn from these individual journeys. I am your host, Taryn Lamp, and this is The Taryn Lamp Show. chance to enjoy summertime shy so I was so excited about that we are back we are here every Tuesday 7 30 p.m. Central Standard Time 5 30 p.m. for my PST friends my Pacific Coast friends 8 30 p.m. for my East Coast friends make sure I always say this each episode please go to my YouTube at I am Taryn Lamp and subscribe to my YouTube channel I'm working on getting my YouTube subscribers up so I can bring bring this show also live stream on YouTube so make sure you're subscribing to YouTube make sure you're going to Apple podcast this is the Taryn Lamp show season 7 episode 8 we took a summer break and we are back please make sure you're sharing the show with your friends if you have a story and I know you do I would love to have you right here on the show get in contact with me message me cell phone me text me whatever it's called I would love to have you on the show I'm so excited for our guest today Rosie has been on the show before and they are the most creative talent I've seen in a long long time I've been saying that I need to get some stuff so I really need to commit to doing that. Rosie has such great work that they show the world and they share. And I'm gonna have them kind of explain the process of what their work means because there's also some good meaning behind it. So I'm gonna go ahead and bring Rosie on. Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you're subscribing to YouTube. I am Taryn Lamp. Um, I'm going to, actually, you know what I'm going to do too? I'm going to put my cash app in the comments. Welcome back. Um, is it, I can never remember if it's dollar sign first or is it dollar sign last on cash app? I can never remember. I don't remember, but I think you'll get the point. Um, if you donate to the cash app, all that goes to help survivors in need, um, cancer survivors, heart disease survivors, that money that you donate, put survivor in the comments. It all goes back to help people. Um, pay off medical bills. So that's what I do with that money. Again, let's bring Rosie on and let's see what they see. Hello, hello. Thank you all for joining us. We are back into the summer hiatus. 
There you are. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? You, you said you might be at the airport, but you don't. No, my travel plans changed. So I am at home now, um, which I feel lucky that I'm not just in a loud place trying to do this. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you so much. I definitely want to hear what you're up to. Now, I took the opportunity to stalk your page a little bit. So I, I, I'm going to, well, you, you share everything. I have some questions for you after stalking your page. Um, but I want to kind of get people up to, up to speed on what you do. And then I want to tell them kind of what you've been up to because I saw some new things that you've been doing since we talked last that I want you to share. And, you know, just tell them a little bit about yourself. I know, you know, we know you're from Los Angeles, Mexican-American, non-binary artist. I said you, and I meant it, you have the, you're so super uber duper creative. And I keep, every time I see your work, I'm like, I need to get something, get something. And the whole, I know, I don't want to give it away, but the whole skeleton thing, it's just so cool to me. So anyway, explain to people kind of what you do and what you've been up to. And then where you're gonna go? Me, uh, I realized that I am underprepared because <laughs> because I um, did not have all my stuff staged. So y'all might have to come on a journey to me while I go out to the garage and get a couple of things. Um, no. but, uh, but my work is mostly um, folk art based. I really really like folk art because um, it's more accessible, right? It's meant for everyone and anyone to partake in, and it's not like no offense to people who do fancy oil paintings, but it's not like a fancy oil painting that you have to, um, you know, have a ton of wall space for. Uh, it's something that's really, um, yeah, from the community and for the community. And I really appreciate that about it. Um, so a lot of my work is skeletons based, as you, as you mentioned, um, that uh, it's, People oftentimes think it's around Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, which is kind of true, but there's a pretty long history of skeleton art in general in Mexico, um, not just limited to Day of the Dead. It, um, it's been a long time. It kind of got more popularized at kind of the turn of the 1900s um, with Jose Guadalupe Posada doing all of the lithographs. You might have seen um, his lithograph, the Catrina, the, um, the skeleton in the like really wide brimmed hat and the feathery mm -hmm. boa. Um, and then also with the Leonidas family who does the paper mache skeleton art. Um, so there's kind of that tradition and I try to be in, in that um, sort of vein of things. Um, so I do um, retalos, which are the little skeleton boxes. And um, I recently started getting more into paper mache in that tradition. Um, but again, yeah, it's mostly focused on folk art. So one of the things we talked about in the earlier show was if I'm, if I remember correctly, your mom was kind of into this and then you were kind of like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then you're like, here I am. Yeah, like, that's definitely right. Yeah. So my mom is a ceramic artist and, um, I grew up around all of her art and she just had art all over the house. And it was just something that I did as a hobby and I didn't really see it as a career choice, which is weird because I had an example of it right in front of me. Um, but then as I got older, I wanted to do more and more creative work and it's, um, yeah, it's a goal of mine, not something I can do hundred percent right now financially, but mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the ultimate goal is to, um, quit my day job, which I hope nobody's listening. <laughs> um, quit my day job and become an They're not going to quit now. They're not going to quit yeah. now. <laughs> 
it's a long-term plan. <laughs> so what does she think now? Cause you've been, I know since you've been, you've been doing this for a while and we've talked like about a year ago. What does she think? Because you've now you're in it. Yeah. She's really excited. Um, I think just like all or not all parents, but a lot of parents, um, she's a little bit worried about me financially <laughs> um, and me being able to work as an artist. I think times have really changed from when she, um, from when she started and, and continues to work. Um, just it's a lot different, you know, cost of living than it used to be. Um, so I think she's worried about that. But other than that, she's really proud, um, really excited for me to be doing something creative and um, I tell her that uh, when she dies, I'm going to take over her family business. <laughs> oh. um, but that's kind of a joke. She knows that um, and she's excited for me to take on her um, her studio uh, when she retires, which um, probably isn't super long from now. But but she might be like, I might be in it for, you know, I, I just feel like being in it forever at some level. You know what I mean? Like, is she really going to give it up, you know? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> She'll probably work until her, um, like, she physically can't anymore, which I feel the same way. Um, yeah, just about art and creating. So one thing I wanted to ask you, hi, Tyra. Hello. So everybody, we are back. We took a summer hiatus, the Taryn Lamb Show, enjoyed the summer. And now Rosie doesn't know anything about the summertime shy because she's in summertime. They are in summertime all the time. That's they. Sorry, Rosie. Um, are in summertime all the time. So here we are in Chicago. It's about to get cold again, Rosie. I know you don't know anything about that because I used to live there and I used to make fun of people like me who would be freezing. <laughs> it's like so, 95 here. I wanted to know, I, you know, when I looked at your page, one thing I noticed that uh, I really liked is your use of color. And I know there's got to be something to that, that it's not just random color, you know? Tell me a little bit about how that fits into your art, because your colors are really great. I mean, when I, when I look at your page and um, the, the, the scheme or the theme or whatever it is, can you give us a little bit about the color? Because you, you mentioned the folk and you know, there must be some combination of color, you know, thought process that goes into that. Yeah, that really ties in. Um, I've never had any formal art training, so I don't really know about like the specifics of color theory and, and all the terminology, but um, I'm really happy that you noticed that and mentioned that. I always say like, I'm not the best artist, but I'm really good at color. So I'm really happy <laughs> that you mentioned that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just something that I grew up around again. I feel like, um, I grew up in a house with no white walls and and I currently, my house has no white walls. You can see the wall mural behind me. I painted everything as soon as I moved in. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, I think part of Mexican culture is a lot of vibrancy, especially um, in the in the areas that more celebrate the folk art. Um, it's a very vibrant community, both like metaphorically and physically. Mm -hmm. Um, like you'll just go and there's Pepto-Bismol pink houses next to bright yellow houses next to turquoise houses. And I think just that richness and the saturation of colors is something that I really uh, am drawn to. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Like I said, when I look at the art and look at the, even, like I said, even the page, you know, there's a lot of color. 
So one thing I wanted to ask you about that I did not know if you were doing last time that I saw most recently is the workshops. No, that's brand new. Um, I just did my first one. I just, this <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so excited about that. Um, the first one was Saturday and it went super well. I had a, um, about five participants come and they made their own retablo. Um, and it was really fun. I think I like sharing it. I like it's something that I really love. And so I love sharing it with others. And it was also really inspiring to see everybody's um, very different styles. You know, every person had something that was totally different from everybody else's and beautiful in their own ways. Um, so it was really wonderful to see that. Um, I have, I'll have more coming up. I, I'm going to do another Make Your Own Retablo workshop in either November or December. And then at the end of October, I'll have a um, Sugar Skull decorating workshop as well, okay. uh, which I haven't posted the dates about yet, but it'll be, that's another huge tradition for me is making Sugar Skulls. And um, I would love to share that too. Yeah. You, I, you know, I was thinking, I was like, maybe one day we'll have to do one live. Um, yeah. And my question was, my question is, you know, is this something newbies can do like myself? Like, you know, cause I feel like, do I have to have it in my blood? No, not at all. Um, 100% there, um, you no experience required. Yeah. I try to walk people through the stages of, um, everything from making the wireframes to shaping the skeletons, to decorating and painting the boxes. Um, and I try to do it step-by-step step enough where, you know, you don't have to have any experience um, and you hopefully get to leave with something you really like. And what made you start those workshops? Um, I had wanted to do it for a little while. Um, I think, again, it's like the folk art thing, right? It should be, it's not just reserved to a single artist or somebody who does that professionally. It should be something that everybody gets the chance to do. Uh -huh. um, and I also just really yeah, I, I feel like art should be accessible to everybody and art should be um, part of everybody's lives if they want it to be. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to have a forum to share that with people. So have there been, since we've talked last, any obstacles that you had to overcome? Um, yeah, uh, probably. Um, it's been a weird year since we talked. Um, oh. It was about a year ago and, um, at that time, I was doing a ton of pop-up markets, like at least once a week, once a week, oftentimes yeah. two a week. Um, and it was very exhausting. And so then my, my goal was to kind of take it a little bit easier in, um, in 2022 in terms of pop-up markets, not in general. Um, and my goal was to get my stuff into a storefront. Um, oh. And then that just so happened to present itself in January and so from January to August I was in a store um, in downtown Santa Monica uh, I think that one was a little bit um, of a challenge just because it was you know I have, finding my audience has been a little bit hard I like my work isn't for everybody <laughs> um, it's pretty specific and so finding that um, niche has been a little bit difficult. Um, I'm going to be in another store starting in October 1st that's more Latinx themed, which I think will be great. Um, and then the other challenge with that was just, it was called 10 Women Gallery. And as a non-binary person, they were very welcoming in, um, but it just didn't sit right. Um, so that felt a little bit, um, like I just had to evaluate 
what was important to me and whether I wanted to continue being a part of something that maybe didn't feel like it was right for my gender journey. Um, uh -huh. But, uh, but was a good art opportunity. So it was just a little bit of a balance between um, like life values and art values and trying to balance yeah. those. Yeah, that's tough, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I would say like, as far as obstacles, there weren't, there weren't a ton. I've been trying to just build up, um, build up a lot of more skills and try things that I haven't tried before, like the paper mache. Um, I tried watercolors for the first time. I'm just trying to get my hands into a lot of different things. And, and I'm sure mm -hmm. more obstacles are, will come, but right now I'm just kind of trying to experiment more. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I, that, if, if, you're, if you're watching or you're gonna watch this later, make sure you go to Rosie's page because the colors just pop out. They just pop. I mean, I think about it like, when I think about my Instagram and I look at your Instagram, I'm like, man, those colors just pop off your Instagram. I don't know if you do it, if there's something you use to make them pop off like that, but if you scroll up it and look at it, all, all of them, your page, they just pop off the page. Uh, thank you. You know, I'm actually, sure what they are. Way organized. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, what what they Go are ahead. is um, take uh, pieces of poster board that you can just like like buy for science projects, and then I just painted them with all my house colors. So every color that you see in my background is just a house color that I had extra paint for, and then I just use that as the uh -huh. background. So. Yeah, I try to try to make it as bright as possible. Just that's my aesthetic. I like it. Now you mentioned this, and, and 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 you know, I again, I'm the first one to tell you I'm learning too. Do you, as a non-binary artist, does that um, do you feel like that poses any challenge to you, or is that a new thing that people are embracing? Are they not embracing it? Does it play a role in your art at all? Does anybody, you know what I mean, think about it? What, how does that play? You mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Aside from the gallery thing and, and not necessarily wanting to be part of like an all women collective, um, it, I wouldn't say it's super influential in my work. Um, okay. It's uh, something that people have generally received really positively. Um, it's new for some people and, and it's hard to get on board, but that's, I, I wouldn't say that that's affecting my art necessarily. So it's not, it's not posing any, it, it's not going in either direction. Everybody's, for the most part, just going with the art and not, not thinking about the other, right? Mostly, yeah. It's been, yeah. it's been nice to meet other queer artists, though, and be kind of more a part of the queer art scene, um, which is pretty big in Los Angeles. Um, so I've met a lot of really wonderful people through that. So I guess in some ways it has provided some opportunities. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it for myself. I'm like, I, I would never even think to ask or know. You know what I mean? Like, I just like what people do. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I wouldn't ask where this comes from, you know? That I, I, I would either like it or not like it. You know what I mean? Like, so I, didn't, I don't know if that would play a role in, any, in anybody's business or thought or, you know, wherever. But you had mentioned it with regards to, because I can see that value versus business you know what mm -hmm. I mean um I think about that sometimes too I'm like there was a situation recently where I wanted to use something and I was like mm, I don't know if this you know what I mean like st sticks with who Taryn is you know 
And then I was like, I, I don't think I can do that because it doesn't stick with who I am. And it, you know, it was kind of an interesting thing that I hadn't thought about much before, but I can understand how value in business, you know, you want to do this project, but it just doesn't set with your values. And I think that's an interesting concept, even as it, as it pertains to anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I've run into that a couple of times. Um, not necessarily with gender, but with other things. Like I, I do a fair amount of commissions and someone wanted to commission a drawing from me. Um, and it, it was a weird request, but they wanted to have a bearded dragon, this lizard as a cop. And I was like, mm, sorry, I'm not going to do that. As a what? As a police officer. Oh, <laughs> like, oh. no, sorry. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make a nice police officer for you. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah. So that, that values thing does come in sometimes. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's, like a huge part of my art, but it, but it does come in. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it is just something. It, but it was good, you know. You're you're able to say it's your projects. You're able to say yeah, your name on yeah. where they they do. You know, that's a good. That must be a good feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, to be able to choose right whether you go in this storefront or not, or whether you make this piece of art or not, or you know. And it's also good to know. Um. It's good for you to good for me people to hear that how am I saying this? I don't know if this is gonna be politically correct, <laughs> but in your world, it's not all for the money, it's for the love. Yeah. Yeah. I would I, I, I would know? agree with that. Um it's for both, right? Like I'm trying to make a living, but uh, but it's also very much for the love. And I think that's I kind of try to do that every once in a while, just say like I'm gonna make this series of art and if you buy that either a percentage of the profits or all the profits go to this organization um, when it, I when I feel like that's a small way that I that I can help out. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is next for Rosie? Um, I think some of it is going to be more workshops. I really, really liked doing those. And I think um, it's really fun to bring art to other people. I'd like to do a lot more of those. Um, I'm also trying to get more into kind of larger scale projects. Like I do a lot of small little things and um, more, I guess, higher volume. Um, like I don't make a thousand pieces a month, but I do make a, a, quite a few. And I'm interested in getting more into like more complex, um, more detailed and intricate pieces that, you know, might take me a couple of months to finish. Mm -hmm. um, I've been saying that for almost a year, though, that I want to get into that. And then I just keep pushing it aside for um, for a lot of reasons of, of you know, I think there's always a balance of like trying to have some creativity and exploration and then trying to um, stay OK financially <laughs> and make, some, make money. Um, and so I've been kind of maybe in one direction too much and I'm trying to go more into the creative exploration side of things. Yeah, that, that whole money thing gets you every time, you know? Yeah. If anybody has any questions for Rosie, please type them in the chat. I know we have a couple of people on right now. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's so interesting because living in LA, we, well, uh, uh, some of us know it's, it's, it's a hard city, you know? You've you got to make it. But the, uh, the good thing is that creativity side is also, I think, applauded there where in some places it may not be as much, 
you know, I think LA and the coastal cities, LA and New York, you can do anything um, and you can try it out. So you have a good landing pad for people who are already, you know, just trying out what they want to do, right? Experimenting, like you, you kind of mentioned and, and trying to <clears throat> make ends meet, but also doing things that they love. You know, LA is, I mean, I, I remember people when I lived there just thinking everybody has like nine jobs, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I think that that's true. I'm lucky that I have a, a W-2 job, as I call it. Um, Nefresha was the person who, who originally called it a W-2 job, which I really like. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm lucky that I have that for stability. But um, yeah, the ultimate goal is to, to try to be full-time artist. Okay, so I don't know if I was asking this question when I talked to you last, but we're going to ask it now. If we didn't, maybe we did. So, and I don't know if you remember, but I save these and don't judge. I know it's crazy before you, before you, you can laugh if you want. I save these stray cats in my backyard. I have a whole little setup, Rosie, for them. I feed them. I build them a winter house. I do all this stuff. My husband talks about me. Everybody talks about me. But, you know, they say that saying curiosity in the cat. So my question at the end for you is what are you curious about? Oh, that's a hard question to answer because I feel like there's way more things that I'm curious about that I'm not curious about. Um, I guess like pertaining to art, I'm curious to learn a lot more techniques from other people. Um, like I, I do things one way, but that's one way. And I'm curious how other people do things. Um, and just, yeah, learning a lot more about how people do things and then why. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like I could go on forever about the things I'm curious about, but, but for now I'll just stick with that why people do things, how people do things as it pertains to art or as it pertains yeah. to life. Yeah, as it pertains to life. I guess I, I was primarily speaking with art, but yeah, as it, um, just in general too, like how, how do you do life? <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's, okay. So Rosie poses a great question. If anybody has the answer on how you do life, please make sure you get a hold of both of us. Not just, not just Rosie, get a hold of me too, because I want to know <laughs> how you do life as well. Well, I really appreciate you coming back on. Like I said, please make sure you're taking a look at Rosie's page and seeing their art and seeing all that they have to offer. I mean, the colors, like I said, just stick off the page. They bounce off the page. Rosie, I wish you, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna keep stalking you as I did before. Um, but, you know, again, I wish you continued success. You're just, you know, beautiful human inside and out. And I wish you all the success with your art. I can't wait to come out there one day and actually meet you in real life. Um, yeah, I need to make it California and see you and Tony and, you know, kind of everybody that I've met, um, you know, my new West Coast friends. So that is about it, you guys. This is the Taryn Lamp. So for people who are on, this is the Taryn Lamp Show, season seven, episode eight. We took a hiatus during the summer months so I could enjoy summertime Chicago. Rosie is in Los Angeles, so she has, he, they have no, that it's cold here because it's never cold there. Um, 
and I just really appreciate you coming on. Make sure you're subscribing to YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're joining us here every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5.30 p.m. for my West Coast friends, 8.30 p.m. for my East Coast friends. And I will see you all back here next week. This is the Taryn Lamp Show, Season 7, Episode 8, and we'll see you next week. Be good to yourself and each other. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Taryn. Thank you.